Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creative culture and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Sourdough, coming to you from Crew West Studio in Los Angeles. Man, do we have a cool program for you all today. I have no doubt you will learn, grow, and be inspired by today's show. Before we get into our main event, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode and subscribe. Your likes and follows help ensure you won't miss any of our new shows, and it makes the algorithm gods happy, which helps us. So thanks for that. Also, be sure to visit our website, notrealart.com. Sign up for our newsletter to keep your finger on the pulse of everything we're doing here at Not Real Art for artists and art lovers. A lot of great stuff there. On the website, you'll see you'll get uh, free educational videos. You can sign up for our artist grant for the chance to receive $2,000. You can buy affordable original contemporary art through our partnership with Sugar Press. And you can become a supporter through Patreon if you want. So be sure to check out our website today for all the good, healthy stuff we got for you. All right, people. Today we have a returning guest, Louise Glickman from Sand Hill Artist Collective in Asheville, North Carolina. Louise has been on the show before and I'm having her back because one of the cool things that's been happening over the last many months now is my company crew West studio has been working with Louise and her organization, Sandhill artist collective in Asheville to create their first podcast artsville celebrating American contemporary arts and crafts from Asheville and beyond. It's a great podcast that will explore and explain how Asheville, North Carolina has become known as artsville. And so Louise works with amazing contemporary artists, artisans, makers, craftspeople out of Asheville and really has her finger on the pulse of what's happening there culturally. So we've teamed up because, you know, they share our values. They share our ethos. They, too, want to help artists tell their stories and promote their work. And we thought it was a great opportunity to team up, create a podcast that would help to bring Asheville artists to the world. And so we've created this Artsville podcast that will help to do that and help for people around the world to better understand the history of Asheville, some of the key organizations, key artists, key galleries that have helped Asheville become Artsville. 
So we're going to be dropping the Artsville podcast uh, here in the next few weeks. We're going to launch with six episodes. We've talked to some amazing people, some amazing artists, some amazing gallerists. But on today's episode, we're going to hear directly from Louise. We're going to hear about her organization, Sand Hill Artist Collective. We're going to find out about the work that she's been doing, what brought her to Asheville, and the work that she does there. And she's an artist as well. Her husband is an artist as well. And so it's been an honor for me to get to know them over and do this work together. And so, you know, more to come. It'll be really interesting to see how this develops and the other cool things we'll be doing together under the Artsville banner. And uh, for today, we have the one and only Louise Glickman to tell us more and to share with us the great work she's doing at Sand Hill Artists Collective and the great work we're doing together to help Asheville artists tell their stories around the world on the Artsville podcast. So without further ado, let's get into this with the one and only Louise Glickman. Louise Glickman, welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast. Well, thank you. I'm really glad to be here. I should say welcome back because this is actually your return to the show. You were generous enough uh, many months ago to come on the show and talk about your great organization, Shack Sandhill Artist Collective there in Asheville, North Carolina. Thank you for coming back. Well, I'm pleased to come back because there's so many new and exciting things happening with Sandhill Artist Collective. And this is an opportunity to talk about it and to tell the people out there who are listening. Absolutely. Well, this is why I wanted you to come back, because there's been so many exciting developments and changes in terms of what you're doing with Shaq. And so I wanted I was excited to learn more. I wanted you to come back and tell me. So a little selfish here. But of course, all the listeners uh, and the audience out there, uh, they're going to be better for it as well. And, you know, part of the reason why I so appreciate your organization and everything you're doing is that you're located in a really special place in the world, Asheville, North Carolina, such an incredible community community of artists there. It's a world-class artist, artisan, makers, craftspeople, you know, and Shaq is there to do, you know, something that's dear to my heart, which is to support them and elevate them and empower them. You know, take us to the beginning a little bit, you know, just as a review, what was your inspiration for Shaq? Well, Shaq began right before the COVID thing blew up. And several months before that, my family, because of visual issues that I've had since birth, but uh, add that to age, they asked me to please stop driving. So I live in a community that's somewhat isolated from where the arts happening is. We're about 15 minutes from the River Arts District and downtown Asheville. So I thought, well, I'm going to find out who lives in my neighborhood. And we have a community. We started having meetings, and everybody wanted to show their art and talk about their art, and bam, COVID hit, and nobody could go anyplace. For me, I'm also an emerging artist. Uh, I have an art training and art background, but I've only now in retirement be, been able to do work in a studio and create a practice. I thought, well, this is time for me to dig in and work, but I missed all of the community activity that was in my background. And also, I like to raise money, help others, 
see other people grow as I grow. So that became a opportunity in a way, and we did everything virtually. So we began Sandhill Artists Collective, tenderly called Shack. We did uh, gallery tours and gallery presentations, discussions, interviews, 10 of them last Christmas. And each was programmed by the individual galleries, and it went national almost immediately. Over 500 people wanted to come to Asheville to shop for Christmas and learn about our galleries. So that's still on YouTube. That launch, then we started identifying featured artists, and each month we would promote and show them on our website, sandhillartists.com. And then people in our area said, well, we're getting out. This is last spring. Let's have finally some sort of exhibition. So we partnered with the Garden Club in the area and had something called Art in the Gardens. And it was hugely successful with artists doing their work in the gardens and people like at my home, my studio is right off my garden. So there was some exhibition, very well attended. And then we said, well, let's do an anniversary event. And so it's, it was huge. It was, had a lot of promotion, a lot of participation. That's when you came to Asheville, which we loved. And everything was going swimmingly until one of our key partners who handled the virtual stuff, which I'm not very good at, decided that he wanted to do some of his own personal projects. Bob Ware is a phenomenal photographer and wanted to do another book. So there wasn't time for both. Now we have a new format and we're very excited about where we're going. Absolutely. We'll talk about Marquee and talk about all the exciting things that uh, are coming that you are, you know, where you are going, because this Marquee development is sort of a cornerstone to your new program moving forward. Well, Daryl and I, my husband, who is an artist who you've also interviewed. Yes. Daryl's been on the show. Shout out to Daryl. Yes. At first we were like, oh, now what? But as we began to think about it, we realized that there were more opportunities and benefits that we could provide artists in a simpler format. So we've boiled it down to three things. We show, we tell, and we talk. So the show will be at this new, it's more than a studio. It's a really an indoor European-style street market. It's a 50,000-square-foot warehouse that is being renovated, retrofitted to show over 80 artists year round. So even when the weather's not perfect here, there's still opportunity. And we took a space there. Daryl and I will each take part of the space, but we're devoting a good portion of it to three guest artists each quarter. And along with that comes marketing, a blog, a podcast, and the place is set up so that all the operational side, the accounting, the checking out, the shipping, all the hassle that artists hate to do is all available to them right there at Marquee. 
that's the showing part. The telling part is that we're put our blog on steroids, I guess. And Christina Erickson, who is a wonderful writer, is writing along with me and guests from our community or from other places that want to write. And we've expanded it to talk about arts and tourism, places that you've visited. I just came back from the Hudson Valley and did a piece on the Clark. We're doing some art books. There's a wonderful blog coming up about a book called Art Curious, which sort of ties into your Halloween show because mm-hmm. it's some creepy, crazy things about artists that we all know well. So there's more of that. And then there is the talking, and that's our relationship with you at Not Real Art. Indeed, that's a great segue because one of the, the one of the exciting things that we can talk about is that our company, my company, Crew West Studio, which produces the Not Real Art podcast, has partnered with Shaq to develop, uh, co-develop, and co-produce your podcast, Artsville which will uh, celebrate American contemporary artists and craftspeople, not just in Asheville, but in beyond as well. So we, of course, we're going to focus on Asheville. And of course, we're going to celebrate Asheville artists first. But as we all know that great art can come from any number of places, and certainly Asheville is a hot spot. But this idea that Artsville, the podcast, is really going to celebrate and elevate contemporary American artisans and craftspeople and makers and, and artists, they're all artists. Like, let's let's be clear. And so I'm thrilled and grateful that we've teamed up because it's a, a very award, a gratifying, a rewarding program for us. And and to partner with you guys, it's an honor. And we're excited about the future. Well, we are, too. And, you know, when we came up with the name Artsville, I've tested that out on a lot of people and they go, oh, oh, that's so cool. Asheville. Artsville. Man, I love it. (laughs) When's that going to happen? And so when we tell them that we're sort of the East Coast studio with our own character and personality, it will not be exactly like Not Real Art, which is way too cool, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not the judge. You be the judge. (laughs) But Asheville is more than just the town of Asheville. The town of Asheville is actually pretty small. We have 80,000 people living here. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's Western North Carolina and surrounding this area are three nationally, internationally known art schools, primarily centering on contemporary art, but with a Western North Carolina mountain inspiration. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Penland School of Art is known worldwide for crafts. The Aramont School, which is sort of right across the border in Tennessee, very famous. And then there is a folk school, the John C. Campbell Folk School, that's south of here. And all of the people who come here, they're from all over the world, and they feed into this wonderful, enticing, embracing place we call Asheville. All of that has been powered by the Vanderbilt family and friends of theirs, 
because this was has always been a place for art and healing and also of training particularly women to do weaving and to support themselves financially for hundreds of years so that history feeds into where we are now and where our future will go and that's the story we will tell at least in the very early part of Artsville about how this all happened. It didn't happen strictly by accident. Well, no, that rich history is so you know interesting and, and important, uh, not just to the region, but to the country and to the world of art. This hotspot was born uh, in a very organic, natural way that even links back to the indigenous native uh, community of the Cherokees and the other native uh, tribes that were from that region, correct? Very much so. I mean, my background, I owned a marketing and public relations company in New Orleans for a very long time, and my my niche was cultural tourism development. That's how I actually got to Asheville. And they were rich with stories and history that I was able to piece together to help communities that frankly, had lost their economies. They were mostly in the textile business and the furniture business, both that has gone very corporate and, frankly, gone away because of overseas operations. And so Asheville area had to rebuild. We're talking about Western North Carolina is the size of the state of Maryland. This is not a small area. So I was somewhat involved in that. But through that, I really got to know people in in 23 counties who were doing crafts and arts and coming together. And that is the beauty of telling the story of Shaq, telling the story of all of the diverse cultures here. But you mentioned the Cherokee culture, which is integral to the Asheville area in particular, and how that is both feeds into the stories that not real art will tell, but also the differences. Not everybody can be an arts community just because they want to be. There is a historical basis that has to be brought together in the story to develop it in an authentic way. That's where the integrity uh, part comes from, doesn't it? I mean, you yes. know, it's it's uh, to have those deep, deep roots, you know, allows the culture to survive in a way that, you know, you can't just contrive this stuff. Right. It, in, in places like Asheville in particular, it, it's a very real historic thing. And the thing that's very interesting about it is you have done this in Los Angeles, a very, very big area, California. Uh, definitely has a certain kind of vibe that's intrinsic to the area. My experience has been the best stories come from smaller communities. So sometimes I was hired to work in major cities. Let's just take Atlanta. I lived for part-time working on some special history and art projects in Jackson, Mississippi. There are some places that's very hard to tell a good story. It's hard to drill down quite that deep. But when you get out into the hinterlands 
or smaller towns, which Asheville actually is. If you take all this area that's the size of Maryland and put it all together, you're talking about 250,000 altogether, 23 counties. So there's lots of fertile soil here to talk to people and talk about what they do. I mean, even taking out a pen knife, carving. And we're not deliverance here. I guess there's some <laughs> that still are. Art Spiegelman described Asheville as uh, Berkeley surrounded by Mayberry and really surrounded by Haight-Ashbury, which is kind of what Asheville is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you you have a very liberal, creative, you know, liberal arts, uh, liberal kind of culture uh, you know, surrounded by sort of a, a state of, of credible conservative values. So it's an interesting uh, mix, right, for you there politically and, and uh, culturally. Well, there's a lot to draw on. And I think the other thing that we will be talking about in the Artsville podcast is the future. So one of the things that happens is you become known, right? So we are working very hard and we are, and Shaq in particular is working with both emerging artists and organizations to be able to maintain Asheville as this special place. And that's, there's lots of stories around that, that I think people will want to listen to. It's one thing to be a hot spot. It's another thing to maintain yourself as a wonderful place to visit without killing the goose that laid the golden egg. Well, and that's right. And you're getting to, for lack of a better way of putting it, gentrification. And, you know, this is something that we hear from communities all over the country. You know, the San Francisco, Seattle, Portland, on and on, for example. You know, you on one hand, it's a, it's a deal with the devil, right? Because you want, you love the economic benefits that comes with progress and development, tourism and what have you and growth. But, but on the other hand, you, you sometimes, if not managed correctly, risk the culture of the community that made it so special in the first place. Well, Shaq has some unusual opportunities, and one of them will be able to listen to our artists tell our story and provide a national or international platform for their work without people actually having to come here. I mean, ultimately, we want our artists to grow and and be sustainable themselves, to have an economic impact from what they're doing. And that, of course, includes selling. And so we want to tell people about the art and we want to provide visual opportunities for them to see it. Travel has become more and more complicated and difficult these days. And there's no reason now with all the digital, virtual, online components that we have at our fingertips that people, we want people to come, but not everybody doesn't have to come. They don't have to come to enjoy the craft, the art, the culture that we offer. Well, and that's exactly why 
I'm personally thrilled uh, to be partnering with you in developing the Artsville podcast because the Artsville podcast will be that that booster, that amplifier, that platform that helps Asheville artists get their stories heard around the world for people who can't make it to Asheville or maybe don't want to travel or can't travel or, or are just too busy to get there. This idea that our podcast, which will the day we publish, be global, anyone around the world will be able to listen and learn about the great, rich contemporary arts and craft scene there in Asheville through the podcast that we're developing, which is called Artsville. And so I'm incredibly grateful, Louise, for your partnership and for our friendship that we've developed now over the the better part of the year. How, how long has it been now? A year and a half? I don't even know. But And I want to thank you for spoiling me rotten, by the way. When I came out to Asheville in June, you gave me a VIP tour to end all tours. And, and you fed, you brought me into your home. You fed me your delicious food. Like, I mean, you, the risk you took <laughs> to entertain me will never be forgotten. Thank you so much. Well, we hope that you'll come back and we hope that you'll bring your family and we can go hiking out on the Blue Ridge. So, you know, if you walk out the back of the house where we have that We've built up that gazebo, that area to- Beautiful to, there, yes. Yeah. You walk out and there's a ridge up in the back of our house. You walk up to that ridge and you can literally get on the Appalachian Trail and walk to Maine from the back of our house. <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, that's incredibly convenient for those of us who love Maine and love walking. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you have lots to come back for and bring the family. Incredible, incredible. I have a friend who actually hiked the entire Appalachian Trail and uh, told a very funny story about he had woken up in the middle of the night to, you know, go uh, answer or nature's call. And it was quite cold that, that night. So he got out of his warm sleeping bag in his uh, sort of uh, you know, kind of long underwear kind of thing, gets out of the bag, goes around, you know, takes care of business, comes back to quickly to get back into his warm bag because he's quite cold and he wants to go back to sleep. And a skunk has decided to lay down <laughs> on a sleeping bag and <laughs> take a nap. <laughs> and he had to stand there for about a 45 minutes before the skunk finally got bored and walked away. That as- is a horrible story. <laughs> well, he survived. He really survived. Freaky. Well, yeah. I just want you to know that there was a story that's gone around this week that Asheville has the biggest bears in Western North Carolina. And the reason is because we have such good food at our trash cans. <laughs> and, and they do better in Asheville than they do out in the wild. Absolutely, right? Absolutely. They're not dumb. They're not dumb. They know what they know what some what what uh, things taste good. Like my son says, I when I when I ask him what is he I said, hey, uh, what do you want to eat, son? And he goes, something yummy. That's his answer all the time. Something <laughs> yummy. And these bears know what's yummy and what's not, right? Yeah, oh well, that'll gosh. change. Wait till <laughs> yeah. Are, my grandkids are nine and ten, and I promise you it, they'll be very specific very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, Louise Glickman, I am so grateful that you took time out of your busy schedule to be with us here today. Obviously, lots more to come. This is this is a, 2022 is going to be a very exciting year on multiple 
multiple fronts. And for our listeners who want to learn more about Shaq, please tell them where they can find you online. Absolutely. So you can find us at sandhillartists.com. And also, FYI, I believe still on YouTube, you can take the 10 gallery tours. So it's an opportunity to leave work, kick back with a glass of wine and learn about 10 very different art experiences. They're not that sales driven. What they will do is they will tell you stories, just like what Scott and I have been doing here, but there'll be video. Some of it's demonstrations, some of it is technique, but all of it is fun. It's really fun. And then, you know, if you're compelled, you can then go online and go to their galleries, but they're still available. There's no cost. So try some out. Well, just, put that, in sand, just put in Sandhill Artists on YouTube and they'll pop up. Sounds great. Sounds great. Well, I look forward. I've seen some of those videos myself and, you know, they, thank goodness they're there because, you know, I wouldn't have learned about those artists otherwise. You know, that's the value, right, that we can create as we help artists tell their stories and promote their work to the, to the world writ large. And Louise Glickman, thank you so much for your time. And will you come back? Will you come back? And, oh, of course you'll come back. <laughs> I, you I, have to come back. I think, I think we're connected now, Scott. Yeah, and, you can't get rid of me. And friends beyond. So yeah. anytime and soon I'll have a chance maybe to interview you. We'll see how that works. Well, I don't know if you can afford me, Louise. Like, you know, my agent is a tough one. You'll have to deal with you'll have to deal with my agent. She's a she's she's a tough one. Um uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll now give you the I'm friends here. and family discount, which is mean, which means I'll charge you double. Anyway, no, thank you, Louise. You're the best, and you have a wonderful afternoon, and uh, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Cheers. Hey there. Thanks for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. And if you haven't already done so, please press the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at NotRealArtWorld.